This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is 12.08. You are listening to The Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. Man, I tell you, when I just heard that commercial about how long this station has been in our community and how it has reported on everything from um, the president being assassinated to the twins victories, um, the biggest victory for the twins. I, I just, I have to stop and pause and, and just say how grateful I am to be a part of um, such a storied legacy and such a, a dynamic team. It is not lost on me that um, this station has history and is a legacy in our community. So I I just, you know, I I walk a little bit more proud and I am a little bit more grateful today uh, for being a part of this team and the history of this station. I I just, I tell you that that commercial did it for me. It it just took me to a whole nother level. Uh, I am so glad you all are checked in and checking out the Shaletta Show today. We will be here until 3 o'clock. We've got a great list of guests and lineup of folks who will be joining us. And I'm so excited. My friend Joe Schmidt is coming. He's got a new children's book out, so he'll be joining me uh, also. If you love to eat like I do, I have got a great opportunity for you to hang out, meet a dynamic chef, and uh, some new best friends and talk about the stories that happen behind the menu. You ever been to a restaurant and wonder, what's, why they, why they making the food like that? What, what's the, what, why this ingredient? Why, why is this meal called that? Well, you know, there's a story behind every menu, whether it is the heck, the legacy and the heritage of the chef or the owner. There's a story behind it. And so we're going to talk about how we can eat and learn about some stories behind the menu. And I don't know about y'all, but ever since winter started, I have been having a hard time sleeping. I go to bed early with the kids and I'm up at one or two o'clock in the morning and I'm up all day. And then by three o'clock, I'm ready to crash. And I haven't been as productive. I just finished answering some emails from Friday and y'all know that's not like me. I answer emails like right away because I don't want to miss out on any opportunities. And so, you know, just kind of being up on Facebook, I'm seeing a whole bunch of people up like, hey, it's four in the morning. Is anybody else up? Why am I up at four in the morning? I'm like, so I'm not by myself. So I'm going to bring on later today a woman known around town as the sleep doctor. She is a doctor. She's an ENT, and she's going to talk to me about, you know, just kind of how these weather patterns and changes impact our sleep. 
Uh, but first, I have got to talk uh, to someone today on the show because there's so much going on with the Metro Blue Line extension. It's coming to our community. And it's going to happen in 2030, and it's going to extend the light rail beyond Target Field uh, Station, which is now the end of the line. Uh, this new 13-mile track is going to go through the North Loop, cross Interstate 94, then go through North Minneapolis, and then to Robbinsdale, Crystal, and end in Brooklyn Park. And I know y'all saying, you just talked about this, like, last month, Right. Um, I was on vacation with my family for Christmas, and there was some brouhaha going on. And I was like, what is happening? What's going on with this new Blue Line Extension project that's coming um, to the north side of Minneapolis? And and the reason that it touches me so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is because my church is there. So a lot of people who are going to be impacted by this live there. We sit on the same pew in the same row as them. And if they're impacted, guess what? They're, all of us are being impacted. And so I've got to get to the bottom of this. I've got to figure out what's going on. I want to talk to the planners uh, of this uh, blue line to hear what the community is saying. Uh, they've got these uh, community outreach coordinators. And, and these people have been hired to listen and 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 make sure that they answer the questions and and give feedback to folks who are being impacted, who are afraid, who don't want this to be Rondo 2.0. And so I invited uh, Joanna Ocasio uh, Mazane to the show. She is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Miss Joanna, thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness, Miss Shaletta, it's my honor. Um, shout out to you first and foremost. I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I have to ask you, because this is the thing about me, Uh, because I work at the radio station, people don't think I know everything, and I don't. (laughs) And so when I go to church, people have valid concerns in North Minneapolis about the Blue Line Extension. And so they're coming to me, which means that I have to then come to you and ask you, what is going on? Now, you're an outreach coordinator. Uh, What kind of job is that what do you do do you live or work on this line do you own your own business in the neighborhood oh man so uh miss shaletta first and foremost i've been with metro transit for 13 years and change um and i have focused on uh, minneapolis primarily north minneapolis so i know my way around just a little bit okay I actually don't live on the blue line extension, but I do live on the green line extension or on the green line, uh, which is within uh, I live within walking distance of the uh, Rice Street station. Oh, OK. I know exactly what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. ma'am. Now, tell me this. You're an outreach coordinator. How do you do the outreach? Are you knocking on folks doors? Uh, are you uh, setting up meetings? Is it a, is are you call calling? How do you hear from the community uh, about what they want with this project? All of the above and then some. Uh, we physically go out door to door and talk to people. If we can't get a hold of people, we leave notices on their door with our contact information, a summary of the project, uh, typically a, a timeline. Uh, we chat with people over the phone. People can communicate with me via email at any time. I do respond to emails on the weekend. <laughs> um, we set up community meetings, uh, one popular spot uh, that we use is um the theater over north minneapolis oh yes capri theater it is beautiful uh shout out to dennis spears for making that place available to the community yes yes 
love the Capri. Uh, yeah, but we go all over the place uh, since the project, you know, spans from uh, North Loop to North Minneapolis to uh, Robbinsdale to Crystal to Brooklyn Park. We're all over the place, all over the place. Okay, now talk to me about this because, you know, on on one end of town and in one newspaper, you're hearing one thing. Uh, folks yeah. say they don't want it. They don't like it. They're afraid of it. On one end of town, you're hearing this is the best thing that's going to happen. It's a once in a, a, a generational opportunity to bring uh, great mass rapid transit to a community that is typically um, underserved and um, transportation insecure. You are out there on the front line. I need to yes. ask you, what are you hearing from the people in the community? Okay, so honest answers only. Uh, I hear a vast mixture um, of concerns, of support, of, you know, support with concerns. Um, people have every right to feel how they feel about this project. It's impacting them directly. It's impacting where they shop. It's impacting where their children play. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a wide, a, it, it, there's a variation of um, questions, comments, uh, things of that nature. Now, this is the one thing that I appreciate about what you are doing with your job, Miss Joanna, is that you're asking questions. Mm-hmm. You're responding to folks. You check email on a Saturday, which is why you here. I work on a Saturday. There's no way for you to check email on a Saturday if uh, you know you. So I know you're telling the truth about that part. But but mm-hmm. but this is the question I want to know. Um, in the past, mm-hmm. when when big transportation um, things happen, you know, like I, I just can't stop thinking about '94. Yes, came and plowed through. Rondo in St. Paul. This was a nationally known, strong, historic, middle-class African-American community with dozens of business owners and a legacy that everybody across the nation knew about, and it destroyed that. Yeah, I, I just want to know, because they never asked. It's like the, the black people were told, you just got to move. You just got to mm-hmm. get up and go. And nobody knew what was coming until they saw it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to me about your role as an outreach coordinator. Like, is it meant to keep history from repeating itself and, and give the community a actual say-so in what's happening? Absolutely. You know, so I'm going to say this as, you know, uh a woman of color and not as, you know, um, an employee of Metro Transit. Um, The government has a history of decision-making without um, being inclusive of of people of color, people who are historically disenfranchised. Um, So that's the first thing. Um, I have seen it with my own eyes. I've witnessed it. I've, I've experienced it. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's just be transparent and say that <laughs> and put that on a shelf for a moment. Uh, yes, you know, I, I think that what we're trying to do is we are, you know, once again, trying to uh, incorporate our decision making um, with the feedback from the communities that were going to be affected. We want to make um, a decision with the people, not for the people. Um, uh, History shows that that has not worked well in the past. Um, It's caused more damage than it's done good. And in order to create a, a product that, 
works for people, we need their input. Period. Okay. Okay. Hold on, because we got to take a break. I have more questions because what I want to know is when you go out in the community and you're having these meetings and you're talking to these people and you're getting this feedback via email, what then do you do with that information? We're going to talk more with Joanna Ocasio-Mezene when we come back. It is 1222. You are listening to the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. You ever uh, go somewhere and they have those little suggestion boxes on the wall and you fill out a little slip or a little sheet and you slide it into the hole with the lock on it and you wonder, will anybody ever see that? Is anybody going to read that? Is there going to be any change made? And so that's the question I have to pose to Joanna Ocasio-Mazanay. She is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. We're continuing our discussion from uh, the last break where we were talking about uh, the outreach coordinators with the new Metro Transit uh, Blue Line Extension Project. And you, uh, Joanna, explained to us so well that People have an open invitation to respond to you, to reach out to you, to come to you at these community meetings, to talk about this project and what they want and what they don't want, their fears, their frustrations, as well as their celebrations, um, and and them being just excited, some of them, that finally we get something like this in our community. Because I've, I've heard it all, just like you're hearing it all. But what I have to wonder is, is what are y'all doing with the comments that you get? Yes, good question. Thank you. So let me just give you an example. Uh, When the route was proposed to run through a certain portion of Lindale, um, there were folks in that specific neighborhood that were opposed to it. They just didn't want it. They had their reasoning, um, and they were vocal about it. Uh, We didn't try to stifle their voices. We didn't try to convince them otherwise. We had to have an open dialogue with these folks. And guess what happened? We ended up having to change our plans entirely and reroute um, the proposed alignment and ended up deciding on 21st when people um, on a strip of West Broadway, you know, voiced their opinion and said, you know, we don't think this is what's best. Um, you know, for our community in this patch and so forth. So I want people to know, I want to encourage people to give their feedback. None of this is in stone yet. Um, The way that we develop these lines is primarily based on, you know, community feedback. If the community doesn't want it, we can't do it. Uh, Which leads me to say that we also want to be open-minded and fair to the people who are um, in support of the alignment. We want to hear from everybody. And, you know, sometimes uh, the squeaky wheel tends to get the oil in in certain situations, but we want to make sure that across the board, we have the majority vote on whatever it is that we're doing. Okay. Now, and and that's the thing that, that I, um, you know, because the people want to make sure that the community wants to feel like this is happening for them and not to them because it happened to Rondo. Right. It happened to Olson. If we really want to go all the way back, how are how are you making sure that people understand that the work that you're doing is happening for them and not to them? Sure. Um, You know, community outreach has a big 
a large amount to do with it. You know, we go out, not only do we talk to people, um, we provide them plans, we show them what this project is physically going to look like. Um, we collaborate with Juxtaposition Arts in North Minneapolis. Um, those young adults have been wonderful about building us models um, to show where the train is going to run, what the alignment's going to look like, what it's going to cut through, what it's going to serve. And a lot of times I think that those visuals help people better understand how this is going to affect their community. Because you can throw plans at people and use big words all day long, but that's not outreach. No, no, it's not. Because it's, you're talking over somebody's head that's going to make them not trust you. That's going to make them not believe you. That's going to make them feel like, um, you know, they don't even have the right questions because they don't even know what the answer is that you just gave them. Now, um, and I tell people this all the time um, because I I work a lot with families who have uh, children with special needs. And I tell them that change is disruptive. Even good change is disruptive. If you leave your abusive husband That's Mm -hmm. change. That's good change. Right. But it's disruptive. Right. If you take your autistic child out of a school that is not serving them and put them somewhere new, even though it's a good change, that is disruption. You got to go to a new school, learn the new teachers. All of this stuff has to happen. And 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 this is going to create disruption. Some of the buildings and businesses that will have to go make way for the line. There's a lot of noise out there about that. But I know people who. Uh, like you said, are in support of this. Talk to me about it because, you know, you are close to finalizing the recommended route. So I guess now is really the time for people to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I do want to say this, especially about the North Minneapolis portion. One of the largest concerns that we have um, is not that there's going to be a light rail there, but that there's already such limited parking for the businesses in North Minneapolis. That has historically been an issue. You know, people have to park on the street right on West Broadway, even though, you know, it's posted that there's no parking from 2 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. I am guilty of this, okay? (laughs) I just dodged a ticket because I was unloading my car uh, at the Capri and, you know, the the people stopped by and said, hey, you know, you can't do that. I'll ticket you next time. Um, But if this is a concern be boisterous, be loud about it. Um, don't let it die out. Don't let the conversation die out. Um, we're aware that there has to be some accommodation for uh, parking in North Minneapolis, and we're working on it um, along with Hennepin County to try to figure out, okay, what can we do to keep parking or increase parking and have this line run through the community successfully? Okay, now we talked about people being able to get to you, people being uh, able to connect with you. Um, and my phone right now is charging, but I'm I'm looking on the floor and everybody is lighting me up like, you ain't told me how I can connect with her. So before you go, can you please tell us how folks can connect with you, people who are in North Minneapolis who listen to this show that I attend church with, that I'm in community with, how can they get in touch with you to voice their concerns or uh, get some more information or find out when the next meeting is because they want to be there. Yes, thank you. Uh, so, you know, I could give you, like, our long website. It's, uh-uh, um, girl, don't do that. <laughs> give us something easy. Give us a phone number because folks is driving. 
I hate when people do that to me. I'm like, I'm not going to write all right. that down. All of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, a couple of things. You can always contact me directly. I'm at uh, 612-227-5915. Okay, hold um, on. Say that again. 612-227-5915. Okay. Um, folks can always contact me. Uh, I answer. I respond to voicemail. Um, you can also go to, uh, you could just Google Metro Blue Line Extension, and you can uh, click on the Outreach tab. And that will take you to all of the outreach coordinators. So don't bombard me specifically if you're not Minneapolis or Brooklyn Park. We do have other outreach coordinators for uh, Crystal, Robbinsdale, and then another portion of North Minneapolis. Any of those folks would love to listen to your concerns, do a presentation, show you uh, role plots. Whatever it is that you need, we're here for you. Well, I thank you so much for being on the show and for taking the time on a Saturday um, to make sure that the folks who listen to me and trust me um, get the information that they need about this project. Thank you so much for being here and have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. You as well. All right. And y'all stick around. I'm talking to Uncle Joe when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I remember the day like it was yesterday. I walked into the KSTP newsroom, just a little old green behind the ear, fresh plucked up out of the bayous of Louisiana uh, in Minnesota. And uh, it was my first winter. I moved here. I don't know what I was thinking. In um, November, I had a job as the overnight uh, assignments editor at Channel 5. And um, they, they told me to buy boots, make sure I bought boots because I would need boots to walk in the snow. And I'd never walked in the snow. I didn't know anything about snow boots in Texas. So I went out to Nine West and I bought high heel boots. 
And uh, so I was slipping and sliding all over the KSTP parking lot. It, it was just a sight to behold. Uh, I think they have it on video somewhere. I, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, it was it, it was just too much, y'all. It was too much. And I remember I did not um, go to work uh, the first day that I was here in the snow because I thought you didn't have to go to work in the snow. And so uh, when Bob Sabo, my my boss at KCP, called me, he said, Shaletta, where are you? I said, I'm at my house. What you doing? He said, "Uh, I'm at work. Why are you not at work? I was like, oh, it's snowing. I didn't know we went to um, work in the snow. Well, the funniest part is, is that I actually live right across the street from KSTP. And so he said, step out on your balcony. And so when I stepped out on the balcony of my little apartment, this is before the light rail was there. Um, my entire, the entire like newsroom team, they were out there. And everybody was cracking up laughing because I was in my pajamas. I was drinking hot cocoa and eating oatmeal and watching Scooby-Doo because I didn't think that we had to go to work in the snow. Now, I know Bob was out there, uh, Tim Burns, uh, Danielle, Becky Nam, Lindsay uh, Radford, but I don't know. If Joe Schmidt was out there. So I had to call him uh, and, and find out. Now, Joe, were you one of the like 5,100 people that was standing on the front stoop of KSTP laughing at me because I didn't come to work? Uh, I thought I didn't have to go to work when it snowed outside. Were you there as well? I call it the highlight of my broadcasting career. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It, it was like a scene out of a Saturday Night Live skit. I swear, Uncle Joe, you know, I'm down in Texas. If it thinks about snowing, we're shutting it down. I, I swear, I, it didn't even occur to me to call and check in. I was like, oh, it's snowing. I ain't going nowhere today. And right, I, Uncle Joe, it was. I was like 10 paces. They Y'all were literally standing there watching me on the balcony of my little apartment complex at 808 Berry laughing and, and, and pointing. <laughs> well... Well, the good thing is somehow you stayed here, which is which is amazing. 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 I, I don't know how it happened. I really don't. It's the great. We, we call that the grace of God. That's what we call that. We call that the grace of God. I'm so glad you are here. You have never been on my show. How is that possible? I don't know how that's possible because, uh, you know, this would be then the second greatest moment in my broadcasting <laughs> career. I am so honored um, that you are here, and I am so excited about what you got coming up and coming out today. My kids are going to be there at 4 o'clock. You've got to tell us about this new children's book. Well, it's, you know, it, you know how things sometimes happen that you never expect to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, that was exactly what happened here. I, I had written two books, uh, Silent Impact and The Impact Blueprint, and my publisher is Wisink. And uh, they're a local self-publishing company that does an amazing job. And Amy Quilv is the owner. And she called me up and she said, Joe, you have to write another book. And I said, I don't really want to write another book because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is. It's a lot of work. And then anyway, she said, but I'm thinking something different. Why don't you write a children's book? I I speak all over the country as an inspirational business speaker. And one of the stories I tell is the Joe Maurer story because I talk about how we all need to be more aware and intentional with yeah. our impact. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so what Joe, what Joe did is he walked a young student when he was a senior in high school. You got to realize Joe was the best high school athlete in Minnesota, so he was a really cool dude. And he walked arm in arm with a young blind student by the name of Mike Holly out to the lunchroom and had him come and sit down at his table. 
And Mike normally ate alone until Joe did that. Mm-hmm. So I went and I found those six guys, seven guys who sat around that table and got all these great stories about the impact it had. Well, long story short, so I tell that story. Um, long story short, it's really been a, a signature story for many people really get it because they realize that one small act of kindness can resonate. And so I, I, I went to Joe and I said, Joe, I'd like to write a children's book on this. And Joe was hesitant at first. And then I said, but here's my idea. And I said, my idea is that we have all the money and go to, to, to charity. Oh. And then we talked as we talked, um, as we talked, we all suddenly came up with another idea. His wife, Maddie, was in the conversation. We had breakfast, and we thought, let's get people to donate books, too. They can buy a book, mm-hmm. donate a book, donate books. So we are going to donate books to over 500 elementary schools in Minnesota. Uh, tonight is our is our book launch at, at Target Field, and uh, you know we, we expect to get a, a lot more donations tonight. So we're just... It's just all goodness. I mean, it's a win-win-win situation. A win, we're making money for two great charities, which mm-hmm. I can talk about later. It's a win because we're going to put books in kids' hands who might normally not have books. We're going to try to go after book deserts in Minnesota. And three, the values in this book on kindness and compassion and caring are things that I think sometimes get a little bit overlooked. You know, we're in a society today where everything is divisive and everybody argues and everybody's mad. Um, and th- this kind of tells you that you can win if you're kind and there's nothing wrong with it. And, and it's hitting a new generation because this is kind of a book for kindergarten, first, second, third graders. OK, now talk to me about this entry for you into the early childhood reading realm. <laughs> well, it, that that's very interesting because. Uh, this the same thing I thought is how can I write for children, and you know I I thought about in the television business as you well know as a savvy veteran of the TV business you know we have to write concise uncomplicated we have to take complicated stories and make them easy so I thought I'll just take that to the next level and then on top of that I have a daughter who happens to be a second grade teacher oh. she was my she was my first editor. And uh, it was interesting. I had one passage where I did a time transfer, like like you would do in a novel, you know, mm-hmm. and you flash, flash back. And she said, you have to take that out. She said, these kids will not understand mm-hmm. that at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. And, you know, then, you know, obviously you just, and, and um, I had editors at Wise Inc. look at it too. And and quite frankly, even Joe and Maddie, you know, took a look because they wanted I wanted to make sure they were comfortable with uh, that story. And, and we told a couple of other stories in the book, too, that really relate to values. We honor Mike Hawley, the young man mm. uh, who is the young fine student. And he's we're going to have him at the book launch tonight. Um, and it's also a tribute to Joe's parents and particularly his dad, who we lost one year ago. You know, here Joe's about maybe to have the uh, greatest moment of his career mm-hmm. on Tuesday, getting in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And, you know, it, it, his heart his heart hurts, you know, cause, yeah. because the one man is, is, is not going to be there for it. But this is really a unique way to honor him because we do have a story in there about Joe and his dad. That is going to be so amazing. 
And, you know, talk to me about the illustrations. I, you know, kind of got my hands on the little sneak preview. I'm not going to tell you where I got it from because I don't want to get nobody in trouble. Hey, dear Beavis. But I got my hands on a sneak preview and a copy of this book, and I was just so blown away. Did you have any input? Did you work hand-in-hand hand with the illustrators on this? Well, so so what happened was the, the illustrator is a guy by the name of Kevin Cannon, and and you People might remember Kevin. He was the he was the official artist of the state fair. He was oh yeah, artist. okay. I thought that name sounded familiar. He was the official artist of the St. Paul Winter Carnival, um, but he has he has done twenty children's books. He has a year and a half waiting list to illustrate children's wow. books. He heard about this project and put it forward because he thought, "Hey, it's Joe Mauer. Everything's going to charity." You know, it's I, I want I want in. And I will tell you this, you know, it's so interesting because I would see the mock ups of the drawings and there were just a couple of little things that I that I suggested to change um, because he's so, so talented. But when I got my hands in the book, I got goosebumps. It's yeah. the most beautiful book. It's unbelievable how pretty this is. And, uh, you know, I've got. Since yesterday, we did some media, and I've had like three bookstores um, already reach out to me instead of reaching out to the publisher or the distributor. Well, that's because we know you. That's what I did. I didn't go through the normal channels. I called Uncle Joe. Exactly. Yeah. So then, and uh, this morning, I woke up, and it was number one on Amazon in children's oh in children's books today. Oh, my God. Already? We haven't even had the book launch this afternoon. Already? Yeah, and it just tells you that that it tell you know it it I think here's what it tells you. It, I mean, there's no question that Joe Mauer is, is the draw is Joe Mauer, but I think people really like the idea of the story it tells and the lessons it tells, and um, and and I think that that's really going to resonate. And you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to death that this thing is taking off because, and not not just because I wrote it, but because I what I know it's going to do for these two charities. And the interesting thing about these two charities is they're both smaller charities that make a huge impact in the area mm -hmm. they serve. Mm -hmm. And they're getting, besides getting all the proceeds to this, these book sales, they're getting a lot of publicity. They sure and are. Their, their phones are ringing off the hook. Yes, they and are. They're getting donations and and it's like i love it okay wait a minute so. take we're gonna take a quick commercial break stay with me because my phone yeah. lines are blowing up my text messages are blowing up folks want to know how they can buy the book where they can send a donation we're talking more with uncle joe schmidt when we come back Twelve forty nine. you are listening to the shaletta show on news talk a30 wcco radio your good neighbor station and talk about good in the star tribune on kstp's website was here earlier this week with vanita on the morning show the number one children's book on Amazon right now is written by the man that is on the Shaletta Show right now. My kids know him as Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe Schmidt joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. The Right Thing to Do, The Joe Mauer Story, a children's book. This is amazing. Okay, first of all, congratulations on everything. This is just incredible. Well, Shaletta, you've been there working with kids and making an impact in the community with your books and your your media and all the great 
stuff you do and and you know it just comes back to you in spades so it's it's an honor to do it i i do want to tell you how the name of the book happened so so when i started writing my first book silent impact mm-hmm. when i was i was looking at i was looking at you know people who make small gestures that all of a sudden have a big impact on people you know they're more aware and intentional of the impact they have so I, I, I dug into this story about Joe walking Mike to the lunchroom. And I, I, so I called Joe, we meet, and I interviewed Joe. And I said, I said, Joe, why did you do that? And Joe's answer was, because it was the right thing to do. Mm. That, be, that became the name of the book, The Right Thing to Do. And when you think about it, you know, what are you trying to teach your, teach your kids? You know, what are you trying, what kind of values are you trying to is to emulate for your kids by doing the right thing. And so that's why I think it's, it's kind of off to a hot start. And, you know, hopefully we get really lucky on Tuesday and Joe gets in the Baseball Hall of Fame and the momentum continues. Right. Okay, now talk to me about where folks can buy these books. Talk about momentum. Uh, everybody wants a copy. Folks are getting it. They're buying it not just for their, their homes. And this is why it's number one. They're buying it for themselves and their kids. They're buying it for the neighbors. They're buying it for the church. They're buying it for the libraries. They're buying it for the, the teacher's nook in the classroom. Everybody wants to make sure that everybody else has a copy of this book. Yes, and the easiest way to go is this pretty simple. JoeMauerBook.com, JoeMauerBook.com, and you can you can buy books on there. You can read more about the story, and you can also donate. And then we are going to distribute uh, those books. Some people are buying you know books themselves, and that then they're bringing them to certain schools mm-hmm. or class. I heard uh, somebody's buying a bunch for a first communion class. I mean, there's just it's just kind of fun how this momentum. Has, has taken off and it's gone crazy. And like I said, tonight's the book launch. Mm-hmm. The first public place people can buy the book will be at Twins Fest on, on the 27th. That's a week from today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know bookstores will have it because you know, our distributor will be getting calls from a lot of bookstores yeah. because people they want that Joe Mauer book. They got to have it. They got, especially after Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Everybody going to want that. Now, you talked about some of the charities that you all are going to be donating to, some of the folks that are going to be a direct recipient of the proceeds from this book. Talk to me about those. Yep. The, the first one is Thumbs Up for Mental Health. And the neat story behind Thumbs Up for Mental Health is it's a, it's a charity based out of Elk River. They're in three school districts up in the North Metro and they have a program now called No One Sits Solo, based on the Mike Hawley, Joe Maurer story. And they have curriculum with it. And the young lady who started the charity, her name is Katie Shatusky, she got Silent Impact book. She read the Joe Maurer story mm-hmm. and thought, I need to do something. She started that charity 10 years ago, and it is still going strong. And like I said, they started this great program basically trying to take care of, you know, the outcasts, the kids who sometimes you read about in the paper that, you know, are, you know, shunned and, and made fun of and bullied. And they're trying to make sure they have a safe space for these kids and that they can grow and learn and realize that we're all more alike than we are different. And uh, so, so they're doing a great job. So that's the first charity. The second charity is Joe's favorite charity, which is the Highland Friendship Club, which Joe was there from the very start of. And what they do is they work with um, kids and adults with handicaps and special needs, 
and just give them as much normalcy as they possibly can. They do a bunch of special events like bowling and baseball and, mm-hmm. and what have you and, and make all those kids feel very special. And, and Joe has been involved in that since day one. So it was pretty easy to pick two charities to give all the proceeds to. Well, I just can't thank you enough for putting this story out into the world and helping us get back to the values um, that our children need. So oftentimes, Uncle Joe, you know this, they spend more time on the iPads than they do talking to the parents. Uh, I'm guilty of it. They'll take that iPad and I get some work done. And in the meantime, we have not talked. We haven't shared. And to be able to share some of Joe Mauer's father's values uh, and to remind us as parents to get back to basics. I, I, I don't know about you, but this book is going to mean uh, just as much to me as it will for my children when they read it. Well, thank you. And, you know, I, uh, Joe is the one who said it best, and uh, Joe Mauer. He said, you know, what I'm hoping this book does is spark conversations at the dinner table about values. Mm-hmm. And I think I think in today's age, as you mentioned, we all get so busy. We all have this social media. Everybody's schedule is so packed. You know, when you really sit down and talk to the kids about values that are really important, and when do you kind of let them know that, you know what, you can be kind, and guess what that does? It brings back people who like you. People want to be around you. You'll have this positive energy. You know, just things like that that we all kind of know, but we need to be reminded of. And we certainly need to give to our kids, make sure they understand that value. Well, I thank you so much for this book, for sharing this story with the world. Uh, We will see you uh, this evening for the big book launch. I'm so excited to get it um, out to the world. And I know I'm going to be buying copies for my church and, you know, my kids' teachers and and so many other people are going to be doing the same. Joe Schmidt, thank you so much and congratulations on everything. Shaletta, I loved you since the day I saw you standing out in the snow. And uh, you, 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 you keep kicking butt and taking names, dear. All right. Love you. And y'all stick around. We've got more to come on the Shaletta Show right here on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 